Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Between about 157 and 145 million years ago, Allosaurus, a large predatory dinosaur, stalked what's now North America and Europe. The fossil record suggests that the beast was pretty common. And did we mention it was big? A full-grown allosaurus could grow to be 34 feet or 10.5 meters long, 9 feet or 3 meters tall at the hip, and weigh around 3.2 tons. A Sherlock Holmes creator, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, mentioned the allosaurus by name in his 1912 science fiction adventure novel, The Lost World. Yet, even giant carnivores take their lumps from time to time. Ladies and gents, meet Big Al. A subadult Allosaurus with a killer nickname, Big Al lived in what's now north-central Wyoming. Scientists would eventually recover 95% of his, or maybe her, skeleton. 
Look closely at the remains, and you'll find no fewer than 19 separate bone fractures. And somehow, Al sustained injuries to multiple backbones, toe bones, and ribs. There's also evidence of a serious infection on the right foot. Big Al was unearthed at a Wyoming quarry in 1991. Five years later, fossil hunters working in the same state found another Allosaurus skeleton that's come to be known as Big Al II. And just like its predecessor, this specimen was pretty banged up. Many of its bones had been fractured or otherwise damaged, only to be rehealed during the dinosaur's lifetime. Although one hip injury apparently never healed over and may have been implicated in the ultimate demise of Big Al II. Other Allosaurus fossils also bear the telltale signs of serious wounds. To fully appreciate these, we need to take a step back and consider the animal's role in its environment. Allosaurus lived during the late Jurassic period. Back then, giant herbivore dinosaurs called sauropods thundered across the planet. We often find their bones in close association with Allosaurus materials. At Dinosaur National Monument, which straddles the Utah-Colorado border, there's a protected quarry where visitors can look at a jumbled collection of fossils that's been lying together for the past 149 million years. Besides Allosaurus remains, this quarry includes the bones of such long-necked sauropods as Diplodocus, Camarasaurus, and Apatosaurus. Fossils belonging to the unrelated spiky-tailed plant-eater Stegosaurus are also present. These were just some of the vegetarian dinos that Allosaurus interacted with. And there was competition at the buffet line. One of its rival predators in late Jurassic North America was the Ceratosaurus, a horn-nosed carnivore that could grow over 19 feet or 6 meters long, and which had a short cameo in the movie Jurassic Park 3 from 2001. Compared to some other dinosaurs, Allosaurus had a weak bite force, The bite of a Tyrannosaurus rex, the famous carnivore that evolved tens of millions of years after the last Allosaurus died out, may have been four times stronger. Even so, Allosaurus performed well under pressure. Mathematical models show that the beast's head could withstand lots of physical strain. In 2013, paleontologists used computer simulations to learn more about how this dinosaur dismembered its prey. According to their research, Allosaurus may have sometimes behaved like an overgrown falcon at dinner. The animal's skull was light, and its neck muscles were peculiar. With their simulations, the researchers showed Allosaurus would have had an easy time plucking meat off of corpses by grabbing a hunk of flesh in its jaws and then yanking its head backwards. Falcons do the same thing today. But while those hunting birds have flight-ready wings— Allosaurus had clawed hands. Noting their size and range of motion, dinosaur expert Kenneth Carpenter wrote in 2002 that Allosaurus could use its arms to, quote, grasp moderately large prey and pull it towards the body. So what counted as moderately large prey for a ravenous Allosaurus? Maybe beaked herbivores like the 23-foot or 7-meter Compatosaurus fit the bill, or perhaps juvenile sauropods. If Allosaurus hunted adult sauropods, scientists aren't sure how. Some species alive in the late Jurassic were around 24 to 34 times heavier than even the biggest Allosaurus, so the predators might not have bothered. A few experts think Allosaurus only targeted young, sick, or dead sauropods, leaving healthy grown-ups alone. 
On the other hand, it's possible that the dinosaur used its serrated teeth to rip the flesh off of giant, still-living sauropods in non-fatal attacks. There's a pretty awesome name for this hypothetical feeding technique, flesh grazing. Bite marks tell us Stegosaurus, for one, was on the menu. Only sometimes, though. Attacking an armored dinosaur might not have been the brightest idea. One Allosaurus pubic bone shows a gaping wound that matches the size and shape of a Stegosaurus tail spike. Allosaurus has also been suspected of cannibalism. A survey that was published in May of 2020 looked at 2,368 fossil bones, all recovered at the same Jurassic quarry in Colorado. Almost 29% bore the bite marks of meat-eating dinosaurs with serrated teeth. Many of these gnawed-on bones belonged to sauropods and other herbivores. However, some of them came from Allosaurus. Since Allosaurus is also the most abundant predatory dinosaur found at this dig site, it's entirely possible that we're looking at evidence of cannibalistic behavior. Also, no discussion about Allosaurus would be complete without mentioning Utah's mysterious Cleveland Lloyd Dinosaur Quarry, or CLDQ. Fossils of 10 different dino species have been excavated here, including plant eaters like Stegosaurus and Apatosaurus. Yet a remarkable 66% of all the dinosaur bones found in the quarry were left behind by Allosaurus. Altogether, the quarry has yielded parts of at least 46 Allosaurus skeletons. Some were juveniles, others were full-grown adults. But they all died in the same spot. The question is, why? And why are the numbers so skewed? Why is Allosaurus so overrepresented there? Several explanations have been put forth over the years. Maybe the CLDQ was once a Jurassic predator trap. Basically, that's a place where herbivores get caught in the thick mud or another substance and then attract carnivores who die the same way. All those bodies attract even more carnivores, with dead and dying predators vastly outnumbering prey species. Critics say the rarity of bite marks on the quarry's dinosaur bones is a strike against this hypothesis, though. Another hypothesis is that the quarry was the home of a poisoned watering hole, or a normal one that dried up, leaving thirsty dinosaurs to die on its banks. And a third proposed scenario blames flooding for the accumulation of the skeletons. Today's episode is based on the article, Allosaurus was a massive flesh grazer and possible cannibal on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work.